the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KNUS. KNUS. Good morning, everybody. 710 KNUS. Now the lines are full. It's a Friday morning, the 24th of November. It is Black Friday, big shopping day. And the big one is there is snow in the city. 710 KNUS, thanks for being here. Weather Center weather, snow and 25 degrees. Looked out the official weather window. That's true. It's like it's out there. 10 degrees tonight, 28 Saturday and 30, 37 on Sunday. Louie and I are back here tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. We'll do it one more time, and it's good. It's, this has been a great one because I've learned some stuff this morning that everything now on a moment moment like this, it's all text messaging. We must have had 35 text messages, well, just a couple of calls. Now lines are full. So this is a tough one, but here we have to make a run of it. The turkey of the year, male, female, and in a category called you pick them. And the categories are local, national, worldwide. Then there is the coveted Golden Turkey Award. And as an aside, the show really gets good at 8 o'clock. The the rock promoter, entrepreneur, club shows, the record deals, longtime wonderful friend Chuck Morris will come in and talk. So uh, let it go. We'll fill him up. We'll go to Jim. Jim's first. Man, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, Merry Christmas officially now. Well, thank you. Um, you know, things have really changed quickly since 9-11, and uh, we, we just can't stop lying to ourselves about our position, um, you know, locally and in the world. It's it's, it's just a big issue now. An ex- best example? Well, even, you know, locally here, we know that the city itself is in shambles, but the people that just won't stop lying to us, and we insist on being lied to. I mean, the female... Uh, turkey would have to be that uh, Lauren Bobert with her hand <laughs> yeah. on that guy on that yeah. Democrat's crotch. Been waiting for this one, yes. Fundraising, right? I yeah. mean, give me a damn break. Yeah. Yeah. These people need to stop lying to us. You know, and, and the lying started immediately after nine eleven. What did uh, what did Bush, as a leader of this nation, tell us to do? Go shopping. He said to go shopping. It's what true. do we buy when we go shopping? We buy Chinese crap, but, and we throw it in that big dumpster in front of our right, let's, house. Let's 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 let's, let's let's take it back to where it belongs. Yeah. George, I mean, to me, in in my world, there are the three worst presidents. Uh, two of them have been Republicans: Nixon and and George W. Bush, and then Lyndon Johnson. So that's you know my 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 sense of it. What Cheney and Bush did, and I don't want to belabor it, they did more damage. And as I've said before, if Saddam Hussein were alive and in power in Baghdad, the stuff we're watching this morning about Hamas would have never happened because he he kept the mullahs in check. You know, that, that's for another morning. So come back and help me out. Who is uh-huh. who is your turkey of the year? It's got to be Netanyahu. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Why? Now, Netanyahu referred to his own military reservists while this debate was going on with their governmental change. He referred to his own reservists as 
scum oh, I know. and traitors. I've read that yeah. months ago. Yeah, I've read and that. And now those reservists are buying their own plane tickets from all around the world, and they are heading home to put the uniform back mm-hmm. on yeah. for their people. No, he's, he's going to have trouble when this is over. I think principally, uh, and Bush dodged it, but you didn't see it coming. And the evidence is pretty clear that the Egyptians did warn them uh, at least three days in advance that it was about something was going to happen. And if you read now the available is that, you know, CIA guys knew who this was and where he was, and he was ginning something up, and it's um, Osama bin Laden. So, you know, I, it, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So your national or your worldwide is Netanyahu. You got anybody local you want to pick? Yeah, not really. I, I really don't. I mean, it's, it's just circling the drain like it always has been. Yeah. There's nothing slowing it down. Thank you, man. Good turkey of the year. All right, we go to David. David, you're on a radio show, 303-696-1971. David, it's all yours. Oh, thanks, Peter. Yeah, I gotta agree with that uh, previous caller. Netanyahu's got to be in the running. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there are many uh, news articles about his collusion with Hamas. That uh, in 2019, uh, Netanyahu is caught on a speech uh, to a private uh, institution saying that he doesn't want to negotiate with the Palestinians at all. And so if people support Hamas, then he, uh, Netanyahu can pretend that uh, Palestinians don't have a single entity to negotiate with. And so Netanyahu doesn't have to negotiate with Palestinians at all. He was. So if we, he, we could go he, slow. And again, this is away from the track, but it's OK. Uh, Netanyahu was. Um, I don't want to say extremely unpopular, but very unpopular way before all of this begins. And it had, right. to do, had to do with the courts, and I think most people understand it. Plus, he was, I mean, we talk about Joe Biden being charged with corruption. Uh, he was, and he was really, there were all these investigations about Netanyahu. So he was, remember, the Knesset is a parliament, so you could dissolve it, and he could he could have been in trouble. And then... On, in October, when this this horrible uh, series of attacks begins, and they, the guys turn, why didn't you see this coming? And part of it is, and like I said, in the position I'm in now, I spent a lot of time reading, and they had, they had in essence, dropped their guard. Uh, they had not been the, um, it's not, it's not Moshe Diane time. Uh, there were those, they were always on guard, um, I don't know how much that is real or not real, but they uh, they certainly have trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, yeah, you, his ratings, they, they say he's got 20% in the poll. Yeah, I've read that yeah, right now. But, yeah, yeah, he, and as a matter of fact, if I understand right, his government, is a, because of the attack, he was able to shift the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, Knesset into a, what's called a wartime mm-hmm. uh, parliament. And so nobody can impeach him while mm. there's a war going on. So the longer well, he but they, you, up, you, you wouldn't have to. In, in a parliamentary uh, system, uh, you can, you can, you can, the Knesset could dissolve. And that's what happens in Britain. That's what happened to Tony Snow. They dissolve. Right. And then you reconstruct another coalition 
And you don't have to go through all the Trump stuff or the rest of this stuff. You just simply have a vote of no confidence. And, and then at that right. point. So, so the guy the guy causes it to begin with by no. uh, urging people to support uh, Hamas so that he can play both sides against you. Know, I'm not. A, and then and then he's he's in power without any challenge. Uh, oh, he was from the eighty percent. No, they were. They were really in the streets. They were really after him, and um, no, he. And I don't think when when if this does calm down, and 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 history says well it will only to come back again, but um, he. I don't think he survives after that. I think when well he should have been in prison you well, know, ten years ago but, he was buying submarines from oh, the no. Krupp Ironworks but, and you know if you remember Krupp sure. they're the famous uh, arms of, uh, military might from yeah, but, Nazi the, Germany but it's the, the arms so, of the, it's called the arms of Krupp but the the Krupps right, again yeah. like the rest of the world take another turn and um, it's you know who who do you blame for what now and this has been. It's been so many years, and another gen, another two generations are are now crops, and yeah, uh, that's that's hey, too but, tough. But you yes. t- you're looking for a local, yeah. uh, uh, an American-made uh, okay. school of the year or whatever. Right. I'd have to say Trump. Uh, you, when you were talking about George Bush and mm-hmm. Cheney, they jacked up the uh, the American debt by eight, tr- or excuse me, six trillion dollars uh, by having a war that they didn't put on the budget. And when Obama came into office after Bush, uh, he put it back on the budget. So then they were able to blame it on Obama for having eight or six billion. But Trump jacked up uh, well, another eight trillion. But when I mentioned and when I when I talked about what George W. Bush and Cheney did, it was what we watched in the Middle East and now in the world. Um, Trump as a president. Did, did some very wise things, um, and again, I'm not I'm by no stretch a Trump fan. I'm worse than that right now. But one of the things that he proposed, if you deep read them, was he wanted to go in into the into Gaza, and I, I've been in Gaza, and he, honest to God, I mean, he wanted to build hotels because uh, they have a, they have a they have an ocean front that's incredibly beautiful. And right. Trump, Trump building hotels, well, I'm sure makes sense. But he, he wanted to do, he wanted to turn that whole thing into like a Miami or something beautiful, and they rejected it. And I, and I, you know, you looked at Trump and I said, you know, that was a smart move that to to make an offer, but the hatred runs so deep that they rejected it. And anybody who has had the experience of going into Gaza, you you know how these they're they're very vocal about how they feel about you. And, and well, where, where theoretically I'd agree with you that Gaza needed development, and I think I mentioned there's, they discovered oil underneath Gaza, well, yeah. and I expect that this is really an oil war. Um, uh, they're, they need to drive people off the land so they can keep their oil rights. If nobody's uh, on I, the uh, land, then the, the oil rights are up for public Hamas. domain. But, but in terms of Trump not being able to fulfill that contract, I expect it's more to do with Trump's, no. you know, the fraud that he's done in New York. That's different. It's, again, everybody around the world but, knows but, that. But separate. And they wouldn't se- allow Separate. All, I mean, just separate all of that. And have you come back and, you know, there's all these moments. Well, that he, the financing of those hotels in Gaza 
could never happen because they already knew he was a phony. Well, I don't know. And, if they, I don't uh, think that was the reason for the rejection. And I, I'm not a, you know, certainly not an expert, but that was, that was, it was I thought to me it was a very legitimate offer. And remember, they had done uh, the Abraham Accords and he was, you know, he, he and then boom, the, um, what that was in October, it was like February Tet 68, where they weren't going to win, but they were going to have horrible impact. And of course, um, you know, they still have the suppliers, they still have the mullahs, and I don't know, man. It's, uh, I'm going to jump. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. We go to Mike. Hey, Mike, we're doing Turkey of the Year. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Peter. Um, yeah, I'll go for uh, – I would do a turkey in chief award. has to go to uh, Joe Biden. Oh. But, but and, you know, he's off the charts as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, I would put sub-turkey awards underneath him. Well, we, I, got uh, him. we got him. Yeah. We, well, I, you know, Jennifer Granholm, uh, Butthead, Pete Butthead, uh, Mallorcas. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. that guy's – he's up there. You got them all. Uh, Jean-Pierre. Um, so they're all kind of bunched up together. You know, locally, uh, yeah. you, you kind of triggered me here earlier talking about this uh, homeless situation. I, I worked downtown for 20 since the 80s, um, and um, I, I'm giving I'm going to give the award to the local homeless industrial complex. Yes. All those people out there that make a living that'll never solve this problem, that uh, you know constantly need more money to solve to fix homelessness to put them up in houses um to care for them you know it's the, it's the, all the people that believe in the housing first model well, as remember, opposed to treatment first you remember there was a term that really came out of the great society and they were called poverty pimps do you remember that yes i do well the poverty pimps lived off of their abilities or indeed their inabilities to solve anything except for to expand the bureaucracy. And if you go yeah. back, if you get in the time machine, go back to John Hickenlooper, the road home. And, and no, the, the meters used to be downtown all over down there. Still they're probably a, still there. But. They're DIA. But Bob Cote was still alive then. And Bob said, we talked about it, it was a clarion call. Uh, we will take care of you, which is music to the ears of addicts and alcoholics. We'll take care of you. Well, yeah. boy, what do you mean? You're well, now, now, now they're giving these people checks. They're giving them money, place to stay. You know, the rest of it, something to eat, medical care. Um, what's what's the reason to get sober? There isn't one, and it makes it worse. And it's the crime, and it's everything that goes with it. And do you see this guy? He's 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 trying to become Bobby Kennedy. Look at his dress. Look at his hair. Look at his mannerisms. He's channeling. He's channeling Bob. I swear to God, Bobby Kennedy. No, I actually, I totally agree. I see that. I, I do see that, and I don't watch him a lot. I don't watch TV, but what clips I see, what you know, on the internet and everything, I totally agree. He oh, yeah. is. Uh, he is. He's. he's uh, you know, that's his role model. And remember what we're watching. Jared Polis is really running for president, and this joker is running for governor. And it's one of those, so. every, everybody moves up one. And, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not making that up. I mean, no, it yeah. makes me laugh. That's true. And, there's, yeah. and, and these people that are involved in this, the, 
the coalitions for the homeless. If you go back and look when uh, I first met Bob Cote and look at how many people had those bur- those bureaucratic gigs, and it's 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 twentyfold now how many people are out there uh, making making a living off of the suffering and the sadness of al- alcoholics and addicts, and they really they're beyond poverty pimp stuff. These guys are um, yeah they're on another level. They're pros. Huh? Well, I uh, uh, recently uh, there was some stat that came out. You know, you, I can't put put much faith in this, but since 2016 here in Denver, uh, homelessness is up 58 percent. And somebody said Parvinsky's salary is over 300 thousand a year now. Mm. I don't know if he recently retired or something, or is going mm. to. But and then he's got a staff of five mm. to ten people. They're I'm all sure. over 200 thousand a year. Are you no, kidding me? I, I, I've never seen salaries, but. I, I have no idea what they do because, you know, if if you if you have more of if, if what's the great line? Anytime you want more of something, underwrite it, <laughs> you'll get it. You know, it's a magic yeah. act, and so the more people you hire, the more home. Uh, but it's a it's a ma- and I don't forget the math on it, but it is a great sadness. So any other because uh, yeah, tra- I would I would. I would definitely go with uh, Coach Prime. I'm a CU graduate. Um, He has brought a classless family act that's very expensive and really very mediocre. And I don't watch football. Like I said, I don't watch TV. But the stuff I've seen, you know, just on the fly, um, it's like, come on, just get rid of football and, you know, educate people instead. So the first thing we were talking about is that we hatched this, and it's an old, it's an old talk radio hack. But uh, and I put down sports figure for the turkey of the year with your verbal, and there's been five people that have said Coach Prime as the yeah. sports figure turkey of the year. Wow. Yeah. It's disappointing. I would also go with Zelensky for maybe an international mm. turkey of the year. Okay. Um, that guy is running a giant corrupt graft operation, and uh, he's supposedly defending uh, yeah. the freedom of the uh, Ukrainian people. Meanwhile, all elections have been canceled, yeah. um, and uh, corruption, corruption is rampant. Political parties are banned, and he's basically a dictator that's collecting all he can get. Well, he's an interesting guy. Now, you know, when you read about them, when he and Putin, you know, these arch enemies are, have more there's more alike in them than there is a difference in terms of how they see the world. Uh, they're you, you let it go at that, but why the United States is involved in these things is so beyond me. Um, this is a, this goes age old. This goes back before the Romanovs. These people, were, and it's almost like looking at the great sadness of the Middle East, as I try to explain to people that the Palestinians get their name from the Philistines, and David and Goliath. Well, Goliath was what? He was a Philistine. And David, I mean, so I get stunned by the stupidity more than anything else. Happy thing. Go ahead. Take a final comment. Well, I was just going to say we're going to, we, the United States, are going to create, we're going to destroy Ukraine. It's going to, by our involvement there, we're going to end up pulling out. It's going to turn into some kind of a mess. Kind of like Iraq. Iraq is just totally gone now. Yes. It's you know we're we're just uh, you know it's another like you say very foolish um, something that we shouldn't be involved mm-hmm. with. So, anyways, and remember, no, remember as always, um, Iraq's an artificial state created at at Versailles. 
But then the other part of it is, had Bush and Cheney not told those lies, and they were flat-out lies, and overthrew Saddam. I'm not a Saddam supporter, but as long as he was there, the mullahs were in check, and the Saudis were kind of looking over their shoulder. This stuff would have not happened if if Saddam Hussein were alive and in Baghdad today. That's a and again, all of this stuff, these are all little George Bush Frankensteins. ISIS was yes. George Bush's Frankenstein. All, all of this stuff. Now, Hamas is fueled principally by the Iranians, who have a major league Jones against this country. But at the same time, Saddam, the war of the cities, and when the mullahs fought against Saddam, was it was apparently a, almost like a World War One war with gas and trenches and wire and everything that looked like you know looked like the Verdun, but um, and he kept him in check. He truly did, and so Bush Bush well, does what he does. Yeah, the Middle East, well, if you want to call it, the whole region, is mm-hmm. uh, it's always uh, delicately balanced. Mm-hmm. And like you say, when you knock over one domino, boy, oh. you better get ready for some. And, and you know, uh, uh, what uh, Obama, his monkeying in, let's say Libya. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, look, the re- the result they're in, they're in chaos now too. They have been ever since they got mm-hmm. rid of. Uh, What's his name? Gaddafi. 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 When, remember oh, when, yeah. when Hillary Clinton talked about Arab Spring and everybody, yes. knew, every, everybody knew it was Arab winter. And again, the same thing is true. The devil has due, Gaddafi. But, yeah. you know, that, there's a reason why those iron fists are there. And yes. that's, that's right. The, all right, man. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. All right, okay. 303 696 1971. It's Black Friday, snow in the city. 25 will be the high. Keep snowing. 10 degrees tonight, 28 on Saturday. Back here tomorrow at 9. Uh, Louie and I, we come back. The Thanksgiving is over. The Turkey of the Year Awards, male, female, the you pickums, And coming up in about, uh, about a half an hour in studio, he truly is a legend. And he's kind enough to come over. Wonderful storyteller. He lived it. The rock shows, the rock promoter. Clubs, shows, record deals. Now he's teaching at university, Chuck Morris. And we're back tomorrow at 9 to, nine to noon. So let's do this. 25 in snow, 710 KNUS, 303-696-1971. Uh, we go through full lines, and then, then it's all empty because people try to call, and the lines are full. Now, if you got blocked out, pick it up, 303-696-1971. You get right on the show. Lou, it's all yours. You had to play it, didn't you? <laughs> this is it. Dolly Parton from the best little whorehouse in Texas. Love the song. He was so bad. Hey, maybe I'll dye my hair. Maybe I'll move somewhere. Maybe I'll get a car. Maybe I'll drive so far they'll all lose track. Me. If you lived it, you know it. Maybe I'll lose some weight. It's true. Maybe I'll clear my job. Maybe I'll just get drunk on apple My sister and I talk about this song. Me, I'll be just Seven ten KNUS. 
you see her in the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit? God. We met her years and years ago. Dolly Parton. Fine and dandy. It's like a hard candy Christmas. One of the all-time great tunes. And it's Friday morning, the 24th of November, 2023. A million years ago, I'm a young disc jockey with uh, my mentor, the late, great Bob Lee. We had the Lee and Boyle show on KLAK, and it was the first hit show I was ever involved in. And Dolly Parton, how long ago was this been? Dolly Parton always worked with a guy named Porter Wagner. And she broke from Porter and went on a single on a singles tour, single act. And uh, wow. And she played Denver. And uh, me and the old man went to see her. We had like sort of ringsides to watch. And she had, I don't know, maybe a six-piece group with her. And she ripped the place apart. And the way things worked back then, um, with, especially with Chuck coming up, but uh, we had invited her to come out to uh, do the radio show, the old Kaylee K show with us. And she came, came in a limo. And uh, she sat in that studio and uh, Bob, Bob, Bob was running a mic and I'm on the jump, se- jump side of a jump mic. And uh, Dolly Parton, we had a mic in front of her and me and Bob. And I was just stunned. I mean, she was so one-on-one. It wasn't like other people that we have all met that you go, man, I wish I'd have never met that guy. What's the great line? Never meet your heroes. But uh, she was absolutely wonderful. And I've told the story. Um, We were off of 285 in that old house. And then there was the houses there. And then the studio was there. And it was like uh, the motion picture of the birds. And when she's sitting outside the school, and those kids are saying, Nick, Nack, Paddywhack. And there's a, we used to call them jungle gyms, or, right? You know, and then there's, there's one crow. <laughs> and they keep singing. And Hitchcock's so brilliant. Then there's three crows. And then there's five crows, or whatever the number. She turns around. I think she lights a cigarette. And she's sitting there. And it's Tippy Hedren. And she turns back around, and the entire jungle gym is full of these crows waiting. And so I remember looking out the window when Dolly's in studio and there's like two cars and there's five cars. And then there's like the whole parking lot is full of people who just wanted to meet her. And to her, I mean, I watched it and she came outside and, and that was before, you know, cell phones, taking pictures, the old box cameras and guys that had to throw aways and, little kids and old guys like me, everybody wanted to meet her. She took time to spend that amount of time with just everybody, shook her hand, and then finally the the road manager guy, whoever was, Dolly, we got to go. But I bet she spent, I'm going to say 45 minutes, and she was supposed to go on and do some other local TV, which I'm sure she did. And remember, this is when she's just breaking away. She's not who she is now. But I thought to myself, wow. And she had mentioned that uh, everybody in that parking lot and was the, were the reasons why she had what she had, which I thought was, wow. And I've seen other people do that kind of thing where, you, you know, it's away from the eye and nobody's, nobody's watching and no, no one is really trying to make left or right out of it, but rather she was just that kind of a woman. And she's always kept it together. She's been great. 
And so out of nowhere, Louie plays Hard Candy Christmas. It's Black Friday, everybody, and there's snow in the city, and it's cold outside. And just, you know, texted my family unit, starting to wake, trying to wake up, come around. It's Friday morning, and it's good to be here. And George is off. I'll be back tomorrow. Louie and I are back here tomorrow morning on the 9 to noon Saturday show. So 25 today. It's cold and snow, and it keeps up 10 degrees tonight. I'm thinking to myself, do I go to the gym or just go home? <laughs> that going home thing sounds pretty good. 28 tomorrow and then 37 on Sunday. Ski areas are getting snow. So Chuck Morris will be here just in a little bit. And if there's anyone that you just want to sit back and listen to, it's Chuck. And he back to the days where, you know, he was brought in by Barry Fay and he was running the Trulagis up in Boulder and he's got great stories and that's one of the first places the Eagles ever played. Chuck will tell that story that he got a phone call and they said this band and it was the Eagles and they they played like for nobody um, in in, uh, in in that club that night and it goes on and on and on and so Chuck will be here tomorrow at nine. I said to Louie, conjure something up, but I came up with and the calls have been good. More on the wall on in the. Uh, it's amazing. The text messaging now is like at 45 different people sending us all of these um, nominees. So it's called Turkey of the Year. And then, of course, the coveted, the golden turkey, <laughs> the turkey that trumps all other turkeys, local, national, and worldwide turkeys. And sports figures, I, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but uh, Coach Prime has bunch of votes for turkey of the year in politics elected office political parties media types on airs newspapers and um joe biden and tim hernandez uh hamas tim and uh and joe biden seem to be leading the league so in this other part of it who has been an influencer in all of this as well so 303696 1971, we'll get you back and get you up on the air. And the other one, I, and although it is not, thankfully, it's not involved in my family, but was anybody at a dinner yesterday where somebody brought up politics? Is there anything? I mean, I know people, and I suspect you guys do as well. They don't talk anymore. One, one time, great friends. Or family members. I know people that don't go to the homes of their children because um, of what happened in the past about politics. All right, to the wall. Has anyone mentioned Bobert yet? Yes. Uh, she um, she got to mention just, I guess, last hour, the end of last hour, Lauren Bobert. She, there's a woman. When I first met her, uh, we took the radio show. We went up to Rifle, Colorado. And we broadcasted live in the uh, in the cafe, and I thought she was great. I met her husband, who I thought was a great guy, and um, one of the national shows was there. But she had breakfast with us, and it was Kelly Michaels and myself, and I thought she was wonderful. And I thought her husband was was a was a good guy. And uh, I don't know if it's power that goes to your head or. What happens when you go to D.C. or that's who she really was. But you talk about taking the pooch and screwing it. 
She really did. And then the worst of it is, and there's allegations that when they first came down on her, she said the magic words, do you know who I am? (laughs) I mean, is there anything worse you can say? Do you you know who I am? Yeah, you know, the cops say, yeah, you know. But she apparently pulled that stunt. She's vaping. And she lies about all of it, right? And then out of Kyle Clark, you could expect it, and they had the film of her and uh, the guy from Aspen, and they're 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 having fun, and they're and then she gets in a hoot with the woman behind her, and they allegedly give someone the finger on the way out, and and it, and it's all there, and. She's going to get clipped. I mean, this guy that's running against her, and there's inside the Republican Party, they're they're going to try and take her down. So I don't know. You have this stuff, and it's like, do you have to have a little bit of sophistication before you go off to see the wizard? And you know, all the crazy stuff that that she's done and been involved in, and you ask yourself about stuff like that, and say, man, did you have anybody in your corner? that was telling you no. Just anybody that would say, Lauren, Congresswoman, don't do that. And if they did, or were they too afraid to? Or And, you know, that idea of, listen, the, the 10th man is required to say no. And always listen to the man in the room who says no. He's the guy, or she's the person. When somebody says no, and it goes back into the with the Kennedys and the missile crisis and somebody said no and that was who Jack listened to because everybody else was going we're going to go bomb them we're going to go get involved we're going to strike we're going to do this LeMay was up for a war and somebody said no and as the story goes in Halberstam's um, book The Best and the Brightest as the story goes they're in um, they're in a meeting and they there's a Marine, a full colonel. And so there are all these power brokers and secretaries, and they're in the, they're in the room, Jack Kennedy and Bobby. And, and so the colonel gets up to do a presentation, and these are all eyes on him. And he had, there's no PowerPoint then. There's none of the kinds of things that we're used to. But he had, he had like an easel, and he had a big, uh, big picture on it. And um, it's um, the first one is the United States of America, as the story goes. And everybody looks at it. And then he pulls the first transparency over. It's Cuba. And if I recall correctly, the island started like, I don't know, border of New York. And then it sort of ends up um, on um, in Illinois. Like this U, this upside down. Well, it isn't a U. Different islands, but it stretches. And But before he does that, he said, no, I'm going to show you Cuba. Because everybody thought it was some little island. And he flips it over. And then everybody starts to hum and talk. And then he flips the next one over. And it's a little dot. A little dot. And uh, someone in the room said, Colonel, what's the little dot? He said, that's Tarawa. And if you read Second World War history, uh, Tarawa was just 
I mean, it's it's hard to explain if you haven't read or listened to somebody talk about Tarawa, Tarawa. But that was Tarawa, and he showed it. And then everybody kind of goes, oh, wait a minute. This isn't what we thought. He was the man in the room that said no. And, and not without what him saying, because he's you know, he was a Marine full colonel, but he didn't have the stroke to say no to these guys. But they looked at each other and started to reevaluate. And that's uh, Halberstein writes about that. What a what a moment. So anyhow, here we are, 303-696-1971. Hey, uh, Chuck's at the door, so why don't we break? I'll go down and get him, all right? Here we go, 710-KNUS. Good morning, everyone. Now it gets good. It's a Friday morning, the 24th of November, 2023. Stone outside, 25 will be the high today. Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler, 10 degrees tonight. And then turns around 28 degrees on Saturday. We're back here 9 to noon. The world is a better place. Without further ado, please say uh, how many times I think we've done radio shows together. Uh, the one, the only Chuck Morris is here, now vice president. And some, I mean, I was going to say, I was going to read this litany of things. And I thought, nah, move in real close to the mic. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's okay, man. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no one else. Nah, don't listen to him. <laughs> Exaggerates. I don't, I don't know. He's on the radio. How many years have we been friends? I'm going, going back to being bad boys at uh, oh, man. Jack Hogan's place. <laughs> Limo rides home. <laughs> and I mean, I, through all your stations, I've done, you've been blessed, nice enough to do interviews. Come in close, Luce Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry, to, sorry, okay. sorry. We're going to move you close to the mic. Go ahead. Is that better? Yeah, a little. <laughs> you know, what do you know about microphones, right? It's <laughs> the music business. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm trying to remember when, when I met you and uh, wow. with with Faye. I think it was the, re, uh, the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I was you. probably VP of Faye Line. Back it all the way. Where I was yeah. partners with the Faye family on my club Ebbets Field. That's when I first started with Barry. Let's go full circle. You're from New York. Begin there. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, Crown Heights. My dad was a school teacher. Uh, grew up very modestly was a very good student because my dad was a school teacher and then a principal and education for that generation of Jewish immigrants, of which all my grandparents were from Russia. Um, education was everything. So I graduated high school at 16. I went to Queens College and graduated at 20. Came out to Boulder to go to graduate school at 20 in political science. I loved government, but I loved music even more. Um, I started seeing concerts as a very young kid. First one you can remember, concert. Yeah, the Kingston did. Trio at Lake Chautauqua, New York. Wow. My 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 dad was a camp counselor at Lake Chautauqua, which is a terrific mm-hmm. place in upstate New York that is a sort of a summer resort that has symphonies and and operas and they have an, an amphitheater where they have uh their their symphony play and they have pop shows there and i saw the kingston trio the first time because we started early now it's turnaround time for us when we come back the life and times of the oh god most <laughs> i was i was telling somebody about chucky weiss and i said about his funeral was yeah, very sad yeah Chucky's in love and i saw him when he was not well yeah. and i was a ball bearer at his funeral I, okay We've seen that. We've been to them, too. Oh, too many funerals. Too Nobody many. warned me when I got this age that a lot of my friends would be dying. We come back together. Chuck Morris, Peter Boyle's together again on a Friday. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.